in my head and in my understanding. God be in mine eyes and in my looking. God be in my mouth and in my speaking. God be in my heart and in my thinking. God be at mine end and at my departing. Amen. At age eight, Robbie turned to his grandmother and said, take me to downtown Detroit. Robbie and his sister Emma and their mother and father and grandmother all lived in the suburbs of Detroit. It was 2010. He wanted to go downtown and see what had happened to the city that he loves. They went downtown and as he was sitting in the car looking out the window, he could see countless of people on the streets, homeless. The economic downturn of Detroit had really hit hard and the, the economy was, was not doing very well in 2010, as we can all remember. And Robbie was seeing for himself for the first time what had happened when those things happen in a great city. Robbie sat in the car quietly. When they arrived back home, he went to his bedroom and he scraped up all of his birthday and Christmas money. And he brought it out to his grandmother and to his father and his mother and poured it out onto the counter. He said, I want to buy food for the people that I saw today. Later that week, he and his grandmother went to the store, and they bought as much food as they could buy with the money that he had saved up from his birthday and Christmas. And he went downtown to Detroit, and he fed people. With the little bit that he had, he gave them hope and glory. A few weeks later, he did it again. And a few weeks after that, he did it again. Then he invited his five-year-old sister, Emma, to go with him. And he and his grandmother and, and his sister got into the car and they went down to downtown Detroit to feed the people that had become friends. And Emma realized at five years old that some of the people that they were friends with now had, had puppies and kittens that were also hungry. So she created a ministry called Furry Friends at age five. Can you believe it? And she went around and raised money, and together over the last 10 years, Robbie and Emma, every Saturday, have gone from their home in the suburbs of Detroit into downtown Detroit and have fed people and their pets. In the midst of the last 10 years, their father died of a serious illness. And at age 14, Robbie, Robbie and his sister at age 11 were left without a father. So what did Robbie and Emma do? They created a foundation, a foundation in memory of their dad. Now that foundation has grown to where they provide scholarships to youth who are homeless to go to college. 
They provide birthday parties for kids who live on the streets who otherwise would not have a birthday to celebrate. You see, when the Spirit of God gets a grip on your heart and your life, incredible things can happen. When the Spirit of God gets a grip on your life, the spirit of the flesh is vanquished. The spirit of selfishness and greed falls away. The Spirit of God flourishes. An incredible love and grace and compassion and hope grows wildly. Robbie and Emma are just fine examples of how the Spirit of God can take the sufferings of this day and of that day, of that year 2010 and the city of Detroit, and turn those sufferings into an incredible moment of grace and compassion, hope and love and joy. Think about it. An eight-year-old and a five-year-old a decade ago did something so incredible that today is still growing and flourishing and feeding people and animals and giving people hope and joy. Only the Spirit of God working in those two little kids could make something so great happen. In our lesson tonight, Paul says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. That phrase has stuck with me throughout uh, the past few weeks that I've been thinking about and praying about this this lesson and, and this sermon. And there's a lot of suffering in this present time. A lot of suffering. Yet it cannot be compared to the glory that is going to be revealed in Jesus Christ our Lord. The glory of the Spirit of God that gets a grip of our life and and can transform us so fully that we wouldn't act in fear any longer or selfishness or greed or, or for power, but that we would act out of love and compassion and humility. That we would feed people not only food for their physical bodies, but food for their soul. You see, that's what this passage, I believe, is all about. That when the Spirit of God grabs hold of us, the Spirit of flesh, that is, as Paul would say, anything that would want to get rid of the Spirit of God. So our sinfulness, our selfish desires, our wants, those things that are not of God. When the Spirit of God grabs hold of us, all of those things disappear. Not that we don't struggle with them, because we will, but when the Spirit of God grabs hold of us, we will get up every Saturday morning and take our savings and buy food and give it to people who need it more than we do. 
When the Spirit of God grabs hold of us, we will start a foundation in memory of our Father and, and provide birthday parties and scholarships for kids who desperately need it. You see, that's what Paul is encouraging us to do this night. That's what Paul calls hope. Hope in, in the reality that God will someday give us glory everlasting life, something that we cannot see, yet it's a gift that we know that is already given to us. And everything that we do, we live in response to that great gift. And when the Spirit grabs hold of us, all aspects of our life are lived in response to the glory to be revealed, eternal life. For you, for me, and for those we feed and serve. Live in hope, dear friends, even in the midst of the present time of suffering. Because God's glory is going to be revealed. Amen.